Uh, is it working? Yeah. Okay, great. Sorry, bro, we were having some technical difficulties. I watched uh, Brett Arnold, The Wizard, uh, feel the knobs <laughs> and the levels. Like uh, He is the Phil Spector of the podcast. I need more snare in my headphones. That's right. That, this, is, uh, this is take 172 of the New Flesh podcast, a podcast about horror movies and all things tangentially related to horror. And this week we are talking about Annabelle Creation. Is that the proper, whatchamacallit? Uh, Annabelle colon creation. We talk about that and we also watch the pilot's for the AT&T Direct U-verse Network cable package program exclusive content, Mr. Mercedes, I don't know what exactly you need to, yeah, uh, I don't to know get this thing legally. We know how we know how to get it. it illegally. No, Joe, we got it through yeah. legal uh, so, streaming sanctions. Available services. if you have uh, AT&T Dish Network Direct TV or BitTorrent. Yeah, I think it's uh, supposed. Yeah, I think it's Directv, maybe Uverse, which is another network. It's uh, related to AT and T, but it's very obnoxious and it's not easy to get your <laughs> get your hands on. Yeah. But you know what? I don't mm. think it's that big a deal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm Joe Avella. I'm on Twitter. With me is uh, the Phil Spector of the Pod, Brett Arnold. <laughs> at Phil Spector. <laughs> no, <laughs> at Brett Redacted on Twitter. Hello, everyone. Can't wait to kill your wife, right? That's what you're thinking. Can't wait. Is that who he killed? I think so. He killed someone. He killed he killed a person. Yeah. He's the guy with the wacky hair, right? That's right. And he famously did all those takes. We opened with the Ramon Suggs Pet Cemetery because the, uh, two reasons. <laughs> it's like, why? One, <laughs> believe it or not, that song is in Mr. Mercedes, a Stephen King movie. Uh, Who would have Stephen King it? show based off a Stephen King book. Uh, that song was done by the Ramones for Pet Cemetery. Ramones being um, Stephen King's favorite band. Pet Cemetery being a Stephen King ad- adapted movie. Stephen King's career is a lot like the American Buffalo. Nothing gets wasted, right? That was, that was beautiful. And he's a Native American. <laughs> you get what I mean, right? Yep. Totally uh, totally nailed it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and then we're going to be talking... Oh, uh, yeah, we're talking about that later. As you can tell from our tone, we're just like... Eee. Yeah, Joe, uh, sorry this is late. We were going to record yesterday, but we decided to turn it into a to a bro-down instead. Yeah, we bro-down and watched uh, the pilot. Let's <laughs> just watch a pilot of Mr. Mercedes, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were pumping our fists and shit. We were in yeah, we played hats. jock jams. Oh, it was so dope. It was sick. Um, what else did you do this week? Uh, well, before we get to the main event, let's run down what we do here, buddy. Before we do that, we're going to do What Did You Watch? Yeah, I you did. Saw, well, I, you saw... I saw one million movies. Yeah, and... Uh, oh, we'll probably mention... Uh, Twin Peaks. We'll do Twin Peaks talk. Good thing it's a day late. We could talk about last night's Twin Peaks. Yeah, Twin Peaks was off the chain last night. It was night. nuts. It's, it's the best show on TV right now. You heard me. Yeah. You heard me. Fuck your fucking Game of Thrones. No argument here, buddy. Um, What else? And then before that, we'll get to the horror news. Plenty of Which news. Which I may have to pause and look up some because I forgot. Oh, I got so, so keep many them open. Oh, you so, do? So many being three. Oh, that's, that's plenty. I'll take it. And as far as my week, I've done that much. How about you? Um, yeah, no, uh, Yahoo offices moved from t- Times Square to the, to the Lower East Side. And, uh, where exactly? 770 Broadway. I it's guess like I didn't want to think near the, I don't know I said where exactly. I don't want to know exactly what it was. It was the, uh, the that's face- the address. <laughs> I was looking for the Facebook building, correct? The Facebook building. That's pretty cool. Near the, it's Astor Place on the 6th. So when Zucks is in town, you might run into him in the elevator. Yeah. Little Zucky. That'd be weird. Future president, Mark Zuckerberg. He's got that weird-ass dog with the dreadlocks, you know, type of dog. What? No, I wish I had the information in front of me. <laughs> he did some photos. Sh- no, it was when he was doing the commercial for that thing. And it, was, it was something for he something. Get, I thought it was in a fucking dreadlocks. No, look it up. He has a dog and it's long hair, but they're all like Oh, yeah, out. I know. You know the dogs I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do. Like the fucking craziest-looking dog of all. Just pick so it's it not like a pot-smoking dog. dog? Probably not. Uh, I think the dreads are natural. <laughs> Boring. Well, he'll probably come in with that dog. 
right? <laughs> sure. Facebook seems like the office that they're pretty oh, yeah, stupid bringing the, your the, pets. Yeah, probably. I fucking hate working in places like that. Man, this place... Hey, you guys place... mind if I bring my dog in, do you? Of course I mind. Why would I want your fucking gross-ass dog fucking leaving a gross-ass toys at my feet while working? When I working? worked at somewhere that rhymed with bike.com for a very short period of time, there was... Uh, my censor was Mike.com. Yeah, Mike.com. Are they still in business? They are, surprisingly. I don't see anything from them anymore. Yeah, because they're not good at what they do. Yeah. Anyway, that office, so we were in Soho, and right, I quit before we made the move to the World Trade Center, but we literally moved That's insane. to They're the like, World Trade yeah, Center. Like at the top floor, too. Yeah, like really very high up. Um, and the first question someone asked is, will we still be able to bring our pets? And they said no. And like there was an audible just like, <gasps> like millennial gasp. I mean, <laughs> it was you're really... fucking dog at home like a normal person. Yeah, I didn't enjoy working there. Um, but you know what? Shout out to anyone listening who works there. I hope there's none of you. Yeah, it probably is. Funding is so close to drying up. <laughs> okay. No, they keep getting more. It's amazing. Get no one, free, no one knows why. Freelancer.com. No one knows why. Because you want to control the media now, man. But buying on the ground floor. I got I'm a. V- I got this VR device here. I'm, I'm rudely <laughs> eating like Mike Tyson on uh, Norm Macdonald's. Uh, yeah, don't eat your fucking your TM. Yeah, trail mix. <laughs> Dude, I brought a shit ton of snacks because it's uh, normally I would go home. My, my routine on Mondays. Yeah, do you eat uh, like, like a are you like a bear? No, I walk. <laughs> I, I go home and have dinner, and then uh, I realize that who knows when I'm getting home. So I just brought an armload of free snacks from work. I'm gonna have the worst stomach ache later. An armload. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, I'll just take all these breads. Joe's got soda. a huge wingspan, so yeah. he's got a lot of a lot of snacks in that in that arm. Uh, are we ready for uh, some news? Some bits and pieces. About time we get back. I feel like there's something we want to talk about uh, pod business, but I can't think. Oh, of we now. were gonna, we were supposed to talk off mic about some stuff. Well, let's we talk about yet. it now. <laughs> Is it called Patreon? What are people doing? Oh yeah. Would you guys give us like five dollars a month? Because that's what people seem to be doing now. To and like, if we were to give you like a bonus episode. But what would the bonus episode be? I don't know. It could be like. Us playing with our cats and stuff. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I remember we, we, exper- we experimented with, yeah, we should do this out in the open. We experiment with the- uh, We should or we shouldn't? Ch- we should. With the chat. According the, uh, to that one iTunes reviewer, we shouldn't. Yeah, so what? This is the show. What do you want from us? It's free. Right now. It's pa- oh, no. Yeah. We do Patreon and then we'll have to like, take notes. See, that's why I don't want to do it because people could be like, hey, man, I paid uh, five, pay five bucks a month for this uh, show. I'm like, all right, fine. Uh, but we did that um chappy. We did like, the newsletter one. I'm sure like five people listened to it. No, the newsletter thing, I think we're up to like uh, double digis. Okay, double digis, eh? But uh, yeah, we did the chappy thing. And the like Patreon thing is like it's a recurring donation. Yeah, I know. I know what yeah, it is. Yeah, so like I have but friends have exc- who do it. Yeah, uh, pe- I don't know. People do exclusive content. I just don't We don't s- got time for that shit? I mean, what exclusive content are we do- would we I do? I don't know. I don't Good question. Well, we'll cir- we're going to circle back to this. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> you tell us what y'all want. I, yeah, I want to do it. It's not that I don't. It's not that the I want to do it. Like, I'm genuinely, like... Baffled at yeah, what, do you what want? it would be. If, yeah. you guys, if you guys find an example of something, you're like, yo, I'd throw down some money if you if you did this stuff or made this stuff. I'd be totally for it. But, I mean, I know people who are doing it. And I always see it's like, oh, if you if you give us this amount of money, exclusive content, or you get like, special treatment or something. I'm just like, Does, do our fans really want this? I don't know. I don't know. Tell sound off. Sound off in the comments. Have you listen to make sure that your levels are good too? I see mine yeah. jumping, but okay, all right. They're good. Okay. They're fine. All right. So uh, if you have any Patreon ideas, uh, just send us links of people who are doing a well where you want to maybe see us do it. We don't want to do any work for this podcast. We want you to do all of it. 
and then we'll just provide. Well, we got to at least do a little market research here because the other thing we, we, we might do, which I think is a bad idea, just go, hey guys, great news. We're on Patreon. Here's the link. Donate if you can. And then it's like, great, we're getting $11 a month. Like, so what? You know? You don't want that eleven bucks? No, not really. And speaking of things a month, are we losing SoundCloud? Do we got to move our uh, our library? Um, as of now, no. Chance came in and saved it. Chance apparently saved it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they sent some email down the line giving us an update. But for now, we're good. But uh, we should move to Libsyn anyway when this is up. Okay. But I don't know how that would affect our back catalog, so stay tuned. Does anyone know the answer to that? <laughs> Again, uh, if anyone help could help. All right, let's move on to stuff All right, that people are listening All right, bits and pieces. For. Here we go. Uh, the bits and pieces theme from last week was supposed to be the one. Do you remember how it went? Not even a little. Uh-huh. Uh, bits and pieces. All right. I think that was it. Walking uh, Dead. I know it wasn't, you guys. Walking, the Walking Dead. You've heard of this show? You, you got to hear about this? Uh, creator Robert Kirkman packs with Amazon and bloody disgusting. Our boy Robbie Kirks uh, also did his Outcasts adapted series for Cinemax, which I never saw. And uh, he had a deal with AMC to develop a new slate of shows. Now, according to THR, the Hollywood Reporter, he's taking his talents to Amazon. Where he's calling a st- where he's calling 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 and when calling they're, when they're a calling. Stunning move. <laughs> I mean, you're really reading this news. I love it. So first of all, it could be argued. So what's the news? That he has a new show coming to no, Am- I think Amazon? He, no, he has an. I think he has a deal with Amazon. Oh. Uh, let's see. So so uh, it's an overall deal with long time. Okay. No, so he he. Um, I'm sorry. Kirkman and Sky Banner. This is this is a mess. Company have exited their overall deal with AMC. <laughs> so they're done with the leaving AMC. I see. In favor of what is to be a sizable two-year overall deal with Amazon Studios. That's Under interesting. The pact, Kirkman will develop TV projects exclusively for Amazon's Prime Video platform, which will ha- also have a first look with Skybound. Um, Skybound interesting. Videos, That's so. like just a new norm in TV now. Did you hear the big news today? What? This isn't horror, but Shonda Rhimes, the lady who yes, who runs all the big shows She's on ABC, like Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and stuff. Yes, she just got poached by Netflix, yep. which is a huge deal. Like those shows are huge. Like those, they make insane amount of insane, insane amount of money. Insane. But also, from what I'm understanding, and this is just hearing. Actually, I, I, I gleaned this from an interview with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They were talking about something else, but they were just talking about you know new media in general. They're like, you know, when we do stuff for television, we do stuff for Comedy Central, talk about South Park. It's like you have all these deals and they have a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, and you eventually get the back end for this and that. And they're like, you never fucking see any back end. It's nonsense. So what all these places, Amazon Studios and uh, and, uh, Netflix are doing, part of their deal is like, here's a lump sum of cash, a lump sum to make the thing. And here's a lump sum that you get. And then that's it. They own it forever. And a lot of people are looking at that being like, yeah, that's a way better deal because we, you know, producers maybe see a lot of money come in over the years owning a catalog, but most creators don't own their stuff. So for them, it's just being like, wait, Netflix is going to give us all the money up front. And then, right. we, and then we give them the thing and it's like, okay, transaction done. Like that makes way more sense to me. And also with, uh, you know, if Kirkman's going to be either doing more walking dead stuff or other, you know, horror related stuff, of course he'd want to do it for Amazon prime. Hey, Cinemax, I bet they let him do quote, whatever he wanted. But who the fuck's and Cinemax versus Amazon prime. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, of course he did. I mean, so I don't know why he did this now and not a couple of years ago, but I guess he had that overall deal with uh, AMC. He was I mean, based on those clock. Frank Darabont emails, maybe working with AMC was not the hottest thing. But, I mean, Kirkman, Kirkman's become one of the richest dudes probably in television Has because of it. So. Has to be. <laughs> 
I'm sure it's all it's all well and good. At this point, it looks like if you get a deal with these streaming platforms, they're kind of like, we'll give you a lot of money and you can do whatever you want. And that's what every artist wants, especially when they get people who already have a shit ton of money. Yeah, Sanjo Rams is probably like, wait, I can just do stuff at my own pace, audiences that are waiting for it, get the lump sum of money up front, get creative control, and not have to deal with bullshit the second it's done? Yes, please. I wonder what the numbers are comparably. Well, first of all, Netflix never releases anything, never so release we won't anything. know. But, like, according shows to, like... According to Bill Burr, it's insane. Right. Well, like, Grey's Anatomy, for example, is one of those shows that, like, everybody watch. Like, it's just, like, they're huge. Like, it's just so, so highly viewed that does Netflix, could it even compare? And it's like, na- nowadays, I guess it could. But I, I don't know. I would love to see it side by side, and it sucks that we won't. Because they're very secretive. I mean, does, I mean, is Amazon Prime giving away their data either? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think anyone does. I mean, why, why would you? Because there are the both of those things, uh, Netflix and Amazon, are in like you know they're investors, or especially Amazon, yeah. or uh, especially Netflix, where like investors are like funding them still, and like you know Netflix like loses money right now because yeah. they just like spend so much. Uh, I'm interested to see, just like Uber, it's comparable, where it's like, these things are like, you know, Ubers are so cheap right now. Like, I can take an Uber to Bushwick for four bucks in an Uber pool. Why? It's like absurd. Why just because, so like, that's just why, uh, because uh, they, want, they, want you to, yeah, they want you to use it. Yeah. Um, and, like, they're going to run out of, like, the next round of funding. Like, say they don't get as much. Like, yeah. they're eventually, they're going to have to stabilize, and it's going to go up. And that's what I feel like Netflix is going to happen, too. Like, they're going to, they're, they're, uh, the service is going to go up in price, and they're going to, like, lose a lot of their content that they've paid a lot for so, yeah. so like, oh yeah disney's pulling all their stuff out disney's pulling I all their stuff Ro- out i didn't i didn't really look at a lot of the disney movies but i noticed rogue one just got on there yeah well they're not leaving out. until like 2019 or something it's like they're just saying we're not putting any new ones on and like we're gonna take them all offline in 2019 here's what's crazy about this uh and this is horror related because i think shutter is in this umbrella but also the non-horror and non-movie ones uh, last night, I watched the pilot for Get Shorty. We'll talk about what did you watch. Okay. I was lamenting with Mo about this. That right now, because I have a Roku, uh, you know, so I, can, I got the Shutter channel. We want to call them yeah. channels, you know, sure. on there. But everyone obviously knows what a Roku looks like. Uh, the the interface, and I'm assuming Apple TV still is kind of similar to that one, where you, you have like your, stick. Yeah, your yeah. little your little icons of the channels and stuff like that. Yep. But right now, for every single one, including you know Netflix, and then obviously Shutter and all these other ones, like every channel has an individual one you have to subscribe to to get their content and a fucking it's I know it sounds so stupid but this is going to come to an end like we are you yeah. know where we're at we're at pre iTunes a la carte television and movies remember right. before iTunes came out it was like music was streaming in like three dozen different uh, platforms and like different players everyone uh, when Sony on their website, every time an album come out, you could listen to it once. You could stream it on their site. There was Lulu.com. You remember that? Yes. There was all types of these things. And it was cool. At the time, it was like, wow, it's cool. Like, there's so much streaming music. But it was like all these places and such a pain in the ass to find them. And they had all these rules because they were very, like, business. Like, the business or the, or the, or the conglomerate or that owned it were more concerned about what worked for them as opposed to the consumer. And right now, with television and movies and all these streaming channels, it feels like unfortunately the studios and the networks or if you want to call them networks have the power right now something's going to either Roku's going to drop a bomb or Apple's going to come through and do something crazy because this is just this is ridiculous it should be like, one thing what do you thing, think it's going to be just, because like, like iTunes like iTunes I go to one thing 
I have, and it's I, all just there. What, like, like you have to specify, like I'm going to Netflix to find X. Yeah, I'm going exactly. to Amazon to find. And there's uh, Apple Music now. I pay ten dollars a month. And Spotify's the I same have Spotify, way. It's I great. have. You have unlimited. You don't go like, oh, let me pay to, to, to stream this Radiohead album for ten times. Right. Or let me let me go to this channel and subscribe to this and give them my email so I can listen to these. Well, bands. it's like. I saw this hilarious tweet the other day where it was like someone was when 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 Disney announced they're leaving Netflix, someone's like, when are they gonna like put a bundle of these together and like let me watch all the stuff I want? And someone's like, that's called cable. <laughs> that's yeah, what but, cable is. But cable sucks. Why does like what do you mean? Like you so if cable, like, I want the on demand. Like YouTube TV is that YouTube TV is basically cable that's online. It's what so I want TV, is live TV. What I want is something that's as easy to work as the Roku or the Apple TV, but it's like everything's right there for one price, one service. I don't have to go to different things, different channels. Things don't match up. This Mr. Mercedes thing is what kind of got to go. And the epic. Yeah. So last night. First of all, yesterday I watched Mr. Mercedes. It's a huge pain in the ass to find. Then when oh, I go wait, home, yeah, get shorties on what epics? Yeah, what like <laughs> what? I had. To I know find that it. at least has like an app. Or I had stuff, to find the right? app. I had to play and I had to sit through all these insufferable commercials for epics every whatever few minutes in it. And I'm like, what is this jerk off epics thing? Yeah. Oh, and I got a trial by the way. After a while, like epics is like watch these episodes for free. But then if you subscribe, you can see Mission Impossible Four or some <laughs> shit or whatever. You know all these yeah, movies they have, like, that weird we got. Movies, yeah. yeah, and that, that's everyone. It's just everyone thinks that right now what they do is like pack like build up an arsenal of content to get people to subscribe to it and maybe like pay some money or get their contact info. It's nonsense. It, what it should be is, I don't know exactly what it looks like, is I pick up the remote, I press a button, I've already set up an automatic payment, one, and I just go, I want to watch this, I want to watch that. Save this, save that. I want everything in there from movies that are uh, streamable to YouTube videos on my feed I see. To, to my Facebook friends' videos, everything in just one thing. I see. I like Amazon Firestick, which I recently got because um, it has all your apps separated like that, but... If you want to watch something, it's smart enough. Like it has Alexa on the remote. Yeah. So you just say, hey, Alexa, I want to watch Walking Dead. And then it won't be like, go to Netflix, go this, go to that. It just puts, pulls it up for you. Yeah. Like that's great. That's yeah. what I want. And it, I wish it worked for everything. It Roku work for has a cross platform, uh, a cross app, or cross entire thing, um, search option, which is amazing. Yeah. And my thing is like, no, we need a service where like, no, I just search everything, but I can watch it right then and there. Then I have to like, oh, let me, you know, I got to get my this HBO Go password for this, or I got to get an Amazon Prime for it that. It sounds like you just want cable. <laughs> but cable, I got to sit there and fucking watch it when it's on. Oh, I see. You just want the on-demand component Of course. Of what cable. did you think I meant? No. I don't know. I, I was fucking... confused. I'm like, you were, you're describing what no, cable No, I want to be like, oh, geez, I want to... Uh, the Friends reruns around at 7. I got to get a home. But yeah, I mean... Like I have someone like, in their 70s. I'm the, the only one I know who has, like, fucking cable, who, like, pays for cable. And I've ne I never no, watched live TV. My parents yeah, your parents... Like, someone... Any, people my age, I have yeah. no idea. I don't know anybody. That's really weird. But... And how much is it? See, I don't know because like I just pay a lump like my roommate pays, you know, the bill for rent and everything. I just send him money and like that's what my rent costs I mean, to I think me. The, I think the base, so I don't know. I think I th the base of it's like at least like a hundred dollars for the cable itself. For a month, like yeah. so, like we have cable internet, and from what I understand, we could have like we tried to cancel the cable just to get rid of it because we didn't really watch it. And they're like, it's basically the same price if you just have internet. That's yeah, how they. So like whatever. All right, next bit and piece. <laughs> next bit and piece. This is insane. The Monsters reboot is happening at NBC, courtesy of Seth Meyers and Odd Mom Out creator Jill Kargman, and I believe uh, Brian Fuller 
uh, is involved in some way. Yeah, NBC and Universal previously took a stab at rebooting the monster several years ago as an hour-long series written by Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller is a dude who did like the new Hannibal and like is awesome and was on. He was show running the new oh, Star Trek. Oh, most of the Hannibal. Oh, it's awesome. It's okay. Oh, I get so much better. All it's right. very good. I'll stick with it, but I, I was kind of in and out of it. That's amazing. I can't believe you said that. I'm very upset. Um, it sounds. But like that it. Brian Fuller project resulted in the big budget pilot Mockingbird Lane, directed by Brian Singer. Yeah, I heard about that. That was a couple. That was like 2012, right? Yeah, and starring Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere. Whoa! Wait, the cast was Jerry O'Connell as Herman, Portia de Rossi as Lily, Eddie Izzard as Grandpa, ah! and Charity Wakefield. I don't know who that is as Cousin Marilyn. So it aired as a Halloween special in it 2012. Didn't work. Nobody saw it. Wow. So yeah, it looks like. And they're like, let's let's do it again. So doing it again, and I believe. It says Hipster Brooklyn. Is Unbelievable. Where the, yeah, here. Inspired by the original series, idea. the half-hour single camera of the monsters now in development follows members of an offbeat family who are determined to stay true to themselves but struggle to fit in in Hipster Brooklyn. Wait, they've always been there or they moved there? Um, it doesn't say. Like the idea is like the monsters' neighborhoods are getting gentrified? I'm not sure. In the original, the monsters resided at 1313 Mockingbird Lane in the city of Mockingbird Heights, a fictional suburb in California. So this is... Drastic East Coast reboot. Um, I mean, on the whole, <laughs> on its face, I want to say this sounds like a terrible idea. Um, the, the tone deaf idea of the year. <laughs> why? Why tone deaf? Hmm. What do people like? Um, the monsters, and what? What are kids like? Hipsters. <laughs> what oh, are kids like? What are, what a, are kids? That should be a TV show. Yeah. It's just a fucking terrible idea. Get how, Seth Meyers. How, how about uh, we're we'll rebooting the Beverly Hillbillies or bringing them to Echo Park? The Echo Park Hillbillies. Like, fucking <laughs> gives a shit. Yeah, I'm not much else to Find say. Find me one person who's excited who, about this. Who likes the Munsters. Not as heard of it, but is like, oh, great. I watch it all the time. Like, I'm so glad. Like, it's someone back. who's still alive and, like, knows how to watch who new gives TV a fuck shows. About it? I know yeah. we all know what it is, but it's like, fucking the Munsters. That's the dumbest fucking show. Have you ever seen that show? The Munsters? It's so yeah. stupid. It's so hey, fucking stupid. I don't know. I used to watch it with my parents. I think. At what age? Oh, I was a kid. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> you were dumb. Yeah, you're right. I was a dumb, also I was was, dumb kid. It's also when there was nothing on TV. So black and white show starring Dracula and the Bride Oh, I of forgot. It, it, right? took a, it, t- it took us a long time to get back to you hating any movie that came out after before like 1980. Yeah, TV shows too. <laughs> They're the same thing. Actually, old TV shows are worse. <laughs> I won't watch anything pre-Manix. Don't even get them started on yeah. radio shows. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Those hour-long I'm... radio dramas. Come on, Orson Welles. Get to the aliens. Oh, God. Yeah, that's all I got for that one. That sucks. Uh, also, I got another bit. Um, Blade Runner 2049 just got an R rating, which I would say, yeah, that's a good thing. The original's rated R, but do you remember the original? It's rated R, but it's like one yeah. of those movies that like doesn't... like I don't know why it's rated R. Back when they were just like, it's for adults rated yeah, R. Yeah, like it, it, there's nothing super violent or sexual about it. Like So like this, I, my initial reaction, because like, anytime a movie that... You know, is R-rated, it gets a sequel, and it's PG-13, it sucks. Yeah. But in this case, I want it to be like, woohoo, it's R-rated. Then I was like, I don't really know why I'm cheering this. But I guess it means it'll be tr- as true to the original as it can be. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, probably like language and stuff. I think it'll be great. I have faith in Dennis Villanueva. Yeah, I'm certainly interested in to see how it... Uh, how it. Uh, the trailers have been cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, going to be a cool movie. Believe it or not... So, any other bits and pieces? Yeah. I oh, don't wait. have any more. I don't know if this is really like a bit and piece. This is a real quick one that uh, they're making a movie out of that book, The Secret. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that about? 
the the, the Katie the, uh, Katie, Katie Holmes, Holmes, right? Isn't the secret that if you will it, if you believe it, if you believe in it, it will happen? Is that like the secret? Sort of like that, or like if you're constantly thinking about it, like like it being any a goal you want to yeah, achieve. Yeah, you're subcon. It's like subconsciously on your mind all the time. It's like, like some bullshit fake self help book, right? Yeah, I think like uh, that's what I got. I mean, I remember 2004 or five working in an office, and some woman had some poster hanging up in her uh, in her cube that kind of like. I think you also had like assignments or to fill out sheets or make things and hang them up in places where you see it all the time because they constantly remind you of your goals or whatever. And yeah. Suffice to say, she probably still works there in that same cube. Ugh. Yeah. Bleak. Yeah. You got any more bets? Is that it? Um, no, I do not. Cool. Well, let's move on to what did you watch? Because I watched quite a bit, I Ready? think. Yeah. What did you watch? Nice. Um, uh, what did I watch? What did you watch? Watched a little bit of that Hannibal show. So what you watch? Yeah, tell me watched more. Watched a couple episodes. I just wasn't that into it. Uh, I don't think I was into it initially that much. Uh-huh. It could, it just gets so violent, like yeah. shockingly violent for especially when it was airing on NBC. Yeah. Um, I would say that it's, was pretty. It gets violent. fucked up, man. I think you should stick with it. The Get Shorty pilot that I before mentioned. And the Tell me everything show. about that. So it stars Ray Romano and yes. Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd is... Who I like. I, oh, like I love Chris him. O'Dowd. He's great in this. He's w- like, what is, what's the premise? Is it just Get it's, Shorty? Stop eating trail mix. Can you hear it? <laughs> I don't have the headphones. Oh, so. nuts. <laughs> he, um... I forget how close it is to the, the plot of Get Shorty. I really like Get Shorty, the movie. Yeah. So, be Cool, one of the worst movies ever, I've ever seen, though. The sequel that came yeah. out. Yeah. Chris O'Dowd is a hitman... And his uh, person people are like, you, you and this other guy got to go uh, catch up with a guy who owes a lot of money in Hollywood. And Chris O'Dowd also is like obsessed with movies. So he's kind of like, okay, cool. So he goes out there. Meanwhile, Ray Romano is a movie. I'm Ray Romano. Yeah, very good. Is that good? Yeah. Thanks. As a movie producer who is now making a lot of money, makes, you know, B movies and, you know, a whole thing of just like his office is a dump. The movie's making sucks. Everyone's a pain in the ass, et cetera, et cetera. So when Chris O'Dowd and, the, and his other hitman get to Hollywood to find this guy, they find him. He's talking about how he owes him a bunch of ga- – tried to skip down on some gambling debts. Like, I think it was like $50,000 because he's trying to uh, raise money to uh, finance the script he wrote because no one in Hollywood – Chris re- O'Dowd is. No, no, no. The, no, guy, that no, oh, the, the guy, guy that they found. The guy they found. New guy is a writer. Owes, owes Chris O'Dowd's people $50,000. He's a writer. Uh, as, as he's kind of like pleading for his life, they kill him. Chris O'Dowd looks at the script and is like, you know, kind of like, huh, interesting. Yeah. And also, uh, he floated some uh, advice to, it's, it's more complicated to explain than it is to like actually see. He also, yeah. while talking with someone, floated some ideas of like for this, for movie. That so the they're going to claim it as their own. Guy said it was, what do you mean? Chris O'Dowd doesn't take that guy's script. We're not there yet. Okay. Well, yeah, he's basically going to be like, that's, I want to, yeah, well, yeah, he wants to make the that's movie. That's like the premise. Yeah, and he, and he hooks up with uh, with Ray Romano. It's kind of like that. We, we both have kind of nothing to lose, but at the same time, we're going to kind of do this uh, not by the book, you know? So they're kind of like juggling, potentially uh, doing illegal means to get their movie made. Those are two very strong voices. Chris O'Dowd. It's, uh, it's Ray really, Romano. It's really funny. I, I was like, watching, like, man, this is really good. I, I, I felt like, too bad this is on epics. Yeah, because it's not because it won't last. Is no, where are you going to find it? Yeah. It's one of the, I mean, I, I have a Roku. Like, if, if I didn't, how would I find Epics? Do you know? No, it is a TV channel now, I think. But it, I know there's like a dedicated app. Uh, you can get watch it online. I'm, may, I'm not sure if that's... No, that's Crackle. I was gonna say, the, they might be the ones who made Joe Dirt too, but that was Crackle. <laughs> but like, there's always like fringe little apps like that that I don't know how they make money at all. 
They raise money, they spend it, and hope that they can sell the catalog, I'm assuming. That must be it, because there's a few shows that Epix has like heavily promoted. One of them, fuck, I forget what it was, but it was being promoted on the subway all the fucking time. It starts in Fat Guy. I forget what it was, but it looks so bad. They have a show with um, Nick Nolte? Yeah, that was it. Like he's like a president, he's, he's like a president, right? Or he's a senator. Yeah, something like that. And then also this movie, uh, the show, I think it's called something Berlin. Uh, Berlin sta- Station. Yeah, it stars the guy who was the lead in Dark City. I forget the guy's name. Oh. Hey, maybe the shows are excellent, but it's like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, the is show this? Graves is the one that stars. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. What's his fucking name? Nick, Nick Nolte. Nolte. And it was renewed, and it start it'll start again soon. So it's just like again, yeah, I think you're right. It's all these things, just like we're gonna spend all this money, get some talent, and hope that. It's critically acclaimed enough. I mean, the way the way this industry works is if something works for somebody, then everyone tries to do their thing until it loses money, and then everyone who's involved gets fired. So every single entity right now is building their own app or channel or whatever, and like maybe producing a couple different shows. And it just feels like this is gonna flop eventually. They'll probably sell off all their stuff to uh, to Amazon or Hulu or or, uh, Netflix. I mean, those guys have so much footing in the game right now. Maybe the maybe the uh, the big plan is to to sell it to those bigger ones and try and make a profit off of it but seems a like hell a hell of a plan a fat chance what are you looking at uh my, my movies history um let's see what else did i watch uh let me think you uh you go let me look at okay i saw wind river which oh yeah how is, was that um so that trailer for Anna, during annabelle i'm gonna say it's it's okay okay bordering on like pretty good mm. um it's the it's directed and written by taylor sheridan taylor sheridan wrote Sicario, and he wrote Hell or High Water. You know, two Loved pretty Hell great High, movies. High Water, yeah. Um, and he, this is his directorial debut, and it's just kind of stay. It kind of plays like something that would be on like Lifetime or something. Something really? about it just is like, it's not high stakes enough. I don't know what it is. It's very understated. It takes place on like a the 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 setting. I think is really really great. A good idea to set a movie. It's on like an Indian reservation in like Wyoming. So like this, basically, it opens with like a young Indian woman dead, like being killed and you don't know what happened. Uh-huh. And then it's like, uh, they send an FBI agent to come investigate. And of course it's like someone who's like woefully unprepared. It's Elizabeth Olsen, this like young girl oh, yes, yes, who yes. like doesn't know anything. And then Jeremy Renner's just like this guy who like lives there, uh, who is like a hunter and like, she kind of asks him to help because he like knows the land. So it's just like kind of them trying to solve this case. Um, but it, it's just so, the writing, Taylor, Taylor Sheridan usually is really good at writing, like, dialogue yeah. for people that, like, have really interesting conversations. There's, like, a couple scenes that have that. Like, there's a scene, um, there's a scene where the, the body of the girl is being examined by, like, the, the mortician guy. And, like, he, he acknowledges the fact that this is a murder, but because of the way the, she died, like, the cause of death, like, wasn't exactly what it, like, it was, like something happened that wasn't related to the death. Yeah. Like he's like, I can't call this a murder. And like, there's this whole exchange about like, cause Elizabeth Olsen's like, if you don't call it a murder, then I can't have the FBI come out here and help me. Interesting. So there's really interesting dynamic. And then that, that it's just dropped in the next scene. I'm like, that was the most interesting thing that was happening. Do you think homie just uh, fired this one off? Cause he's got, I don't know. Uh, basically it's just a lot of setup for like a, like there's a couple scenes in the third act that are like, oh shit, this is violent and fucked up. Yeah. Um. So like the way I, I think my tweet review was, your dad is gonna watch this movie on TNT and call you and tell you that it was great. 
Like it's it's about that good. This is gonna be the movie your dad tries to tell you about at Thanksgiving, and he's like, "I saw the best movie. What's it called?" It's like I don't know. There oh, was I like don't know. Snow? But it was on an Indian reservation. Yeah, there was and, snow. Oh man, this girl and the um, FBI and something. No with one's the water. particularly good in it. Uh, Jeremy Renner, like they're all. Everyone's okay. Yeah, he's fine. Um, Gil, I think his name is Gil Penningham or something. Like the he's a uh, Native American guy. He's in also on my in the TV show Banshee, which is one of my favorite shows. I gotta watch that stuff. Oh yeah, it's awesome. All right, um, <laughs> Jesus. But he's great in it. Um, I just wanted more from it. I was kept, like, I, it was t- totally watchable. It's like totally, like, I don't know how to. Just, eh. It's just like a watchable movie that's that will leave your brain like kind of like the moment you leave the theater. Gotcha. What else did you have, did you want? Uh, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks, man. It's so good. Um, last so night's good. was spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, it explained a lot. Like it, it's yeah, getting into so. the, like you learn Diane's relation to stuff. I couldn't believe it. I almost texted you. I'm like, I can't believe it. I'll yeah. spoil it. I can't believe Diane and Naomi Watts are sisters. Yeah. They're Half fucking, sisters. I or think. whatever. And she said they're estranged. It kind of trashed my theory. My th- I, I'll share my theory. Cause I don't think it's for the last few episodes. I've been like, I think I get the theory. And then. This we this most recent episode has trashed that. My theory had is, was that at some point they're going to reveal to us that there's actually two stories going on at once and two in two different dimensions. Like almost like at some point in history, there was a veering of because a veering of like the story, and we're almost going back into two or different universes. How they were connected, I weren't sure because I could swear I was trying to look back. I mean, there's so much has happened. I mean, like it seems like there's one version of the story where everyone's kind of like boring and sweet and slow and there's another version that's like really crazy things happen yeah and i was thinking like man all the stuff around evil coop is really crazy and everything around dougie's really like slow and, and deliberate kind of like how slow and deliberate he is and i thought wouldn't it be interesting if we're watching two different stories right now maybe it's something to do with uh, audrey still being in a coma because there's a theory that she's still in a coma ah, because she's in that so room with that guy theories. who's like yeah. yeah but then when they started talking about oh well well i guess I guess maybe it's it's still as possible, but I don't think it is anymore. I like the the yeah Briggs having the Dougie thing in his in his stomach was interesting. Uh, The explanation of like the Blue Rose case I thought was fucking awesome. I loved hearing the, those details because that's like what that's really I don't know when the last time you watched Firewalk with me was. Yeah, that's that was the but beginning. It's very uh, the best yeah. part of Firewalk with me is the beginning, the first yeah. like 10, 15 minutes. Or yeah, and there's also like well, first of all, they played this scene from Firewalk with me last night with David, David Bowie, Bowie, which if you watch the missing pieces, which I don't know if you have, the, I don't know the ninety minutes of deleted scenes from Firewalk with me, which Mark Frost said in an interview was key to the new season. Ah, um, there's a scene that shows where David Bowie ends up. After he teleports away and, and he go? walk with me in some like hotel room in like a foreign country, I forget where. Interesting. But it's super weird. But you should. I always wanted to lend you that Blu-ray, but I don't think you have a you have a Blu-ray player. Of course not. You fool. Uh, and then the stuff with uh, uh, Sarah Palmer's like. Oh my god! Down. Yeah. I mean, her story alone, like everything she's been involved in, has just been like her fucking. <sighs> but just even the part in two episodes ago where she's watching at the at the grocery store or yeah what? that part and then later if you recall she's sitting on the couch late at night the watching some match. old boxing match that's like on like almost like 15 seconds over and over again and she's like staring at it like or like through the tv not even seem bothered that it's on repeat or possibly doesn't even realize it just gets up to go get more alcohol yeah what do you think it's up with her and and but the camera doesn't move the whole time that was just like this is fucking insane i don't know what's up with her but <laughs> i, I thought it was know. interesting that when she opened her face 
That sounds weird what I just said there. When she opened her face. Well, she does open her face. Yes. And then inside is hints towards the monster from the glass box in the first episode. The thing that's just like, yeah. right? What, what other times have we seen this kind of like this menaceous thing that's just like, you kind of can't focus on it. It just like rips apart whatever's near it. Um, I think. Where else have we seen Wasn't that? that also in the Andy scene? Like when he's looking through the. The like no, big, he, so, saw like, the, he saw the thing that the shot the out like of its mouth eight, that yeah. was uh, had Bob inside of it. Yeah, with like the little Bob bubble. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> God, I love this fucking show. It's so fucking good. Uh, so yeah, I watched that last night. I watched Rick and Morty is just a plus. I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, every episode of this season has been like a plus though. Like I not just like good, but like perfect. In television history, people will look back and be like, I can't believe season three of Rick and Morty and the revival of Twin Peaks around the same time. Yeah. People are going to be like, that's fine. That's when people are like, I can't believe Friends and Seinfeld at one point were on <laughs> next to each other, brand new. Like, like people can't even fathom there was a time like that. Uh, I think it's so incredible. Rick and Morty is the only show that, like, so far, every week, I've watched each episode like three times. Like, it's really? the only show I've rewatched. Like, because the so replay good. value is amazing. Yeah. It's still hilarious. And you probably noticed something you didn't catch the first time. Um, and the, the writing this season is just so like... Tight. It's so tight. Like, tight is a good word for it. It's yeah. just like it all. It's it's all hilarious, but it also all works towards its central yep. premise. And, and it's theme. all and it's all coming together. It's all two seasons worth of information all being called back in a specific way. Yeah, it's fucking. It's great. amazing. It's brilliant. What else did I see? Oh, I saw this movie called Columbus, which I wouldn't recommend to no no no. What about fans. what what about that uh, uh, Good Times? What's it called? Oh, I talked about that a while ago. Oh, did you? Okay. No, yeah, no, no. when I'm you sorry. were out. Um, but yeah, Good Time is now, thank you for the reminder, uh -huh. Good Time is now playing. You may remember I tweaked out about how much I loved it a few weeks ago. Uh, probably my favorite of the year so far. It's just this movie where like Robert Pattinson's a criminal and he just keeps doing more and more deplorable shit yeah. through the course of like one evening. Okay. And it's just fucking insane. Um, and then Ingrid Goes West is also out and I thought yeah. that was also great. Um, but yeah, Columbus is what this is indie movie. People were singing its praises so I went and saw it. It stars John Cho. And I think her name's Haley Richardson or Lulu, Haley Lulu Richardson or something. She's in the edge of 17, but she, uh, it's just this very sad, not even sad, just a contemplative indie drama, um, set in Columbus, Indiana, which if you didn't know is like some hotbed for like modernist architecture for some reason. No idea. Like there's all these like amazing buildings and like history there. So the movie's literally about, I describe it as almost like, you ever seen like the before sunrise, before sunset? Like Richard Linklater movies. I actually haven't. I saw the first one. Okay. Well, it's like that and that it's just like two people hanging out the whole time. Mm -hmm. But instead of like falling in love, this one's just like them doing tours of like the architecture in Columbus and like how that, how those spaces relate to the, their lives and like. Cool, I guess. It was interesting. I uh, It's definitely like a, some would call it boring maybe. It's just people talking and like having feelings and like the girl's mom is like a recovering like meth head and like basically John Cho is from Korea and like comes to Columbus because his dad is uh, lives there and is dying. Mm -hmm. So it's like his dad's dying and this girl's like trying to leave the city and like uh, follow her dreams but she's kind of stuck there because of her mom. So this is this very indie movie <laughs> um, uh. that I don't know, I don't think you would like but yeah, no if, you, if that sounds up your alley, it's totally go. No, not really. And I think that might actually be it. I thought I, I thought I saw more. Well, but we got to talk about uh, uh, Mr. Mercedes. Oh, I also saw Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, yes, of course. Dude, Lawrence of Arabia 
in 70 millimeter. I like before you said the 70 millimeter, you were like, dude, Lawrence of Arabia. Like, oh, is it good? I haven't, <laughs> yeah. heard, any, I haven't heard much yeah, about I tw- this movie. I tweeted the intermission yesterday. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think this movie's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Lawrence of Arabia, if you've never seen it, don't watch it at home. Wait. <laughs> don't watch on Channel 9 like I did growing up. No. Wait. And, uh, what's it, the regular square? Not even a... Uh, <laughs> full frame, that yeah, 133. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have the Lawrence of Arabia. 4 by 3, baby. I have the Blu-ray, and uh-huh. it looks good here, but it's still... Like, the 70 millimeter print of this movie, which is fucking like... It must have been... It must be brand new. Peter O'Toole? No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, His eyes are so blue in the 70 millimeter print. Yeah. They're like shining. It's insane. Uh. So, uh... The movie, if you've never seen it, I don't know what to say about it. It's, it's truly incredible. I don't remember what it's about. Um, it's about this British soldier whose task kind of takes on the task of just like going to Arabia and like leading these like little armies to like take over. It's kind of about like interventionism and like yeah. countries kind of taking charge of shit they maybe shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, the first, it's surprisingly hilarious, like huge laughs the whole time. He's very, he's just a very funny, it's an interesting character. But I mean, it's a four, uh, with the intermission, it's like a four hour experience. Yeah. And like, it is, it kind of is distinctly two halves. Like, it's kind of like a more cheery first half and then like kind of full metal jacket style, super fucked up when it, when it changes. How does it compare to the bridge over the river Kwai? You know what? I haven't seen that movie in like years. Yeah. All these movies kind of blend into one. There's movies and Dr. Zhivago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Lawrence of, uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to break any new ground here. It's just a very incredible movie, and I'm glad I got to see it in 70 millimeter. Very cool. Um, and I think Roger Ebert said that you can't replicate the experience at home. You have to see this in 70 millimeter if you can. And luckily, it tours like all the time. Yeah, it's in New York probably twice a year. It's Ooh, in LA that's, twice that's a year. Susp- that Suspiria print come through New York? I think we missed it. Yeah. Um, but. It'll probably come back. Yeah. The fact that it exists means it'll just come back. Yeah. So we'll see it. Why would they not keep touring it with all the money you can make off of a, an old print? Oh, yeah. All right. Mr. Mercedes. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, we watched Mr. Mercedes. Uh, I had high hopes. I oh. had no hopes. I didn't know what it was. I just yeah. know it's a Stephen King show that they're kind of not letting people watch. <laughs> like, it's like, they're, it's really behind a bar, <laughs> behind some bars. You can't find it. This idiotic idea of like, when people find out that Mr. Mercedes is going to, an AT&T U-verse direct TV, they'll switch providers. Or no, no one has ever switched providers for, for, for content. content. I don't think so. And I wonder how, I wonder if they even had some That's data. like, this is funny. That's what? like when I tried... I was pretty good at convincing my dad to buy stuff he didn't need, like TVs and shit like that. And there was one time, abusive. I just because I was about to inherit his car and I didn't like it, and I w- tried to convince him to get like this shitty car I didn't even like. It was like a Nissan Versa. You know why I wanted that car? Because it had like an aux cable, and I didn't know that most cars had aux cables. Oh, God. Yeah, Joe's the look in Joe's eyes right now was so funny. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, Your it's poor like father. I tried to buy a car for the aux cable. And no one's no one's buying cable for Mr. Mercedes. It's yeah, uh, kind of a false equivalency, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I like it. I don't know what, or maybe AT and is looking at the data like, oh, this many people, you know, switch or, or sign up once a month. We want to stimulate it by hoping that we can use it as a selling point. And I don't know wherever people go to decide if they want to sign up for cable or not. Like like a thing in the mail that's like, hey, sign up for cable. If it's AT and T, you get Mr. Mercedes. Like, okay, fine, I'll do AT and T. Like I think maybe that was more of the reason of it. I just they've they've put it in a spot where oh, most people can't see it. Sure, and based on the reviews I've read, most review critics are like, "Don't see it." Yeah, most critics don't like it, but also like the Stephen King fan on Think Bloody Disgusting was just like, "I love this book," and I was so excited, and like yeah. they just fucked it up. Like it's like it's just the 
normal detective story. They said they made the villain like the super villain, but in the book, like the character is very interesting and complex and like uh. the, this weird antagonist. But here he's just some like, is it supposed to be the guy who's uh, fucking his mom and stuff? Like, is that the same guy? Like, oh yeah, in the is, ice yeah, cream yeah, truck. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, that guy. So yeah, the premise of his show, by the way, um, the premise of the book is that a guy literally driving a Mercedes. Wearing a uh, mask. Gu- wearing a mask. Guns, or not guns down. Dry- mows down poor people, basically. Yeah. Like groups of poor people. Like, like waiting at the opening scene of the show, they were waiting in line at a job fair. Like really early in the morning. Really early, just literally early. lining up, setting the scene that like these people are poor and like they're literally lining up work, to get yeah. a, hopefully get a job. Yeah. Like it's some like bread line bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then... They re- they do a long they do like five minutes of setup. You can meet some people. You meet the lady and her baby. Yeah. You meet this guy that you think might be the protagonist. Yeah. And then the car shows up and just fucking murders everyone. Yeah. And watching it the day after someone got killed by a car in Charlottesville. Yeah. I said to Joe, I'm like, if if this show didn't air a week ago and was supposed to air tonight, it would have been canceled. Like, yeah, it's a good. Point. It would have been. It would have been delayed. Air, even air like this week would have been like. Oh, I think man, they would have. They this? would have delayed it. Like she like this yeah. happened. Mr. Robot had a similar thing last season. I forget what it was. But oh. Some terrorist attack happened. and They had to scrap the episode. Or Crazy. Just, like, put it off for a week. Um, so it's super fucked up. But I guess like, hey, Stephen King was onto something like really relevant. I guess I mean, it's a little people, heavy. People have been using cars. As terrorism, it's like a, I don't know if it's a new thing, but it's like ISIS is doing it. Mm-hmm. The the right is now doing it. There you go. I don't know. Um, it's pretty heavy handed, the idea of like a luxury Mercedes driving over poor people. Yeah, do you guys get and the, it? And the guy who did it, like, we don't know who it was. Do you guys get so it? So it jumps a little bit back and forth, but the actor who plays a detective, I forget his Brendan name. Brendon Gleeson's Who's in amazing. It. Who's great, but like this material, man. Yeah. The script is so confusing. <laughs> so hang on before we get yeah, to that. All right. He uh, he has since retired, and the person, the Mr. Mercedes in question, is taunting him, you know, sending him email videos. Yeah, like weird, like being like, like, like why did you? Because he never saw this. Like, why did you retire? What about these people who I killed? Why didn't you come find me? You know, you never avenged their deaths. Kind of taunting him. Also sending him things to prove that he like is watching him outside his house or, you know, has access to is how he doesn't know how exactly how much. This guy may or may not have access to his life, to his computer, or even getting in his house. And then we also see this guy who works at a uh, um, tech store. That's not what I'm looking for. Like a, it's like a Best computer, Buy. Yeah, like a Best it's Buy like a or whatever. And uh, he also lives with his mother who wants to make out with him and have sex with him. Yeah, she's just wearing gross. panties and like Yeah, and just all over him, like French kissing him and stuff. And then when he goes downstairs, he's like furiously jacks off. Oh, yeah. So he, he, he uh, doesn't fuck his mom who wants to fuck him, yeah. but he walks away and then jerks off on the stairs. There's two things that are, that are permeous through this whole uh, pilot episode one every scene somebody mentions how uh how unemployed and how tough the economy is like it just keep like every there's like a there's see a, a shot of, of poor people standing in front of dilapidated buildings uh ghettos people standing at night around the the, the trash can fires i think i saw a couple of those and there was some trash can just fires. and all of the conversation like oh you know they, like people like when that guy's at work at his at, his, at the store and his boss is like you're not gonna be a mentor you know with the economy now it's hard to get a job blah 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 and it's just like okay we get it like they're fucking and the kid has multiple jobs remember oh his other job might be murdering people though. yeah right yeah. <laughs> um but yeah in every scene for some reason it seems like characters are talking about um how other people look it's very strange like constantly uh, brendan gleason gets a lot of comment like the uh, the, uh, waitress calls him handsome and then the other guy um what are you looking at i'm just looking at the uh, levels keep talking i mean headphones while you're talking it's very annoying (laughs) um 
So Brendan Gleeson, the waitress calls Brendan Gleeson handsome, and then the guy he's with is like, mm, maybe you're not so handsome, you fat piece of shit. And then like the whole the whole dynamic the whole time is people talking about how hot each other like they are. Oh yeah, that his next door neighbor, lady, is an older lady, old yeah. lady next door neighbor, like sends him a nude or shows him a no, nude. No, she picture. demands that he looks at the nude pictures of her on her phone. I don't know if this is the theme of the book, but every scene in this had a mention of like attractiveness. Of how, some, how you of, physically of look. Yeah. How someone physically looks. I'm wondering. If, yeah. It's very weird. It's very strange. It was just like either the writer was. I, I don't know whether to put it on King or the guy who wrote this pilot. Cause like, Unless that's a theme so for it, but I mean, it, it didn't feel like, oh, I it, guess, it just felt weird. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was like leaning to like, like mm, this is artful. So everyone's <laughs> like, talking about how they look, how the they physically look. Happening. Yeah. It's just, it did not re it did not excite me. Um, I remember when I watched the pilot for 11, 22, 63, granted that oh, show, which went downhill. Yeah. Bad. That showed some ups and no, it, it, it they, they pulled it. They, they landed a uh, Rocky landing. I don't even know if I, I finished it. it. Oh, well, at least the pilot episode was like, "Whoa, this is wild." Yeah, the pilot was great. This pilot was like, "Whatever." Oh boy. Yeah, it feels like a, it almost feels like a James Patterson novel. It just remember that guy with the long came a spider and yeah. kissed the girls. That kind of like he's a grizzled de- old detective. Yeah, it's very, he's being taunted by a killer. Okay, it, it couldn't be more generic so far. Yeah. So like, I guess we'll keep watching because you know we're we're loyal. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think I don't I, know. I, I mean, I can't. Like, who the fuck? I got to, like, switch cable providers. If they don't get it on Hulu or uh, Amazon Prime soon, I'm not going to see it. True. So if you have uh, you the, versus direct yeah, TV. Yeah, did anybody dish, watch this? Please, like, yeah. s- sound off. I'm going to keep saying that. Sound off in the comments. Uh, fa- friend of the pod and uh, host of his own Stephen King specific pod, Randall Colburn. On uh, online, I asked him if him and his the losers club. Yeah, I asked if him and his people got a co- a screener, and he said no. So I don't think they've seen it yet. Huh? And they work at AV Club. Yeah, you'd think they'd get it. They have not. Hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the Zamain event. I mean, it's not Handmaid's Tale. It's not like oh my god, you have to see it. No. It's like it's like a show that's just like no, whatever. Yeah, I don't think anyone's breaking down the door to see this. I think it was, I think it was it's a much, miscalculation. Much like the obnoxiousness of how all apps want you to jump through these hoops because it makes it's easier for the app. It's 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 about the company and not about the customer. This is a huge blunder on AT and T's part. They totally did something where they're like, "Well, this really makes things easier for us as a company." But keep in mind that like the customers are like, "Fuck you," or the potential audience for this thing is like, "Oh, fuck you guys." Yeah, everyone's just going to download it, so whatever. Yeah, thank you. Shout out to BitTorrent. <laughs> oh, gosh, let's do the main event. Yeah. The main event. So Joe actually saw a movie in theaters, you guys. Yeah, it, was, it fucking sucked. You <laughs> no, it didn't. You liked it. No, I no, the uh, the experience. Uh, I liked the movie a lot, actually. I loved the movie. But uh, going to the theater was like, people were talking and shit. I hated it. Like, r- it was really annoying. <laughs> the people? Yeah. Yeah, well, go. I I think every time I review a movie on here, I have a caveat about how awful yeah. the theater experience. was. I couldn't was. believe it. Uh, mine was actually great. I went. We're not talking about the theater experience. I'm just saying, like, I always do that. Oh yeah, go ahead. AMC Kips Bay, great reclining seats. Um, the thing about Kips Bay is, if you're in the basement, you're uh, you're kind of screwed because if it's a new release movie and it's a, it's scope, yeah, that's where it's like they'll they'll black bar it because the screens are formatted flat down there. <laughs> but if you're on, <laughs> you're yawning. Yeah. If you're on the top floor. To the full, very wide screen. So I was in like perfect row, huge fucking screen, and the loudest sound system in the theater, like in the whole theater. And it 
fucking ruled. Yeah, I, I dude, had such a blast movie was so watching good. this movie. Annabelle Creation, yeah. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I rewatched The Conjuring right after and Annabelle to uh-huh. make sure that uh, I wasn't deluding myself. And? and I will say Annabelle Creation is just as good as Conjuring. Yep, in my I would opinion. say that as well. Um, and you don't even see any of those movies to enjoy this movie. No, it totally stands on its you own. Save for the last thirty seconds of it, even that. Yeah, even that was just like, oh, whatever. Yeah, you kind of probably thought. I'm sure you thought. Yeah, this is kind of, this is connecting to something I haven't seen. Since we've all been primed with Marvel Universe shit now, to like at least having seen the parts, and we're like, where someone walks in, like, yeah, it's me, and you're just like, who the fuck's that guy? Like, it's, <laughs> it kind of has one of those moments, but does yeah. not. Viewing the rest of the movie does not. So really matter. I think what separates Annabelle creation from Annabelle is that. Uh, David Sandberg, who directed this, fuck, who directed the shit out of this movie. Yeah, it looks really good. It's beautiful. The yeah. guy who made Lights Out, surprisingly, which Couldn't we hated. Oh, um, very surprised. Yeah, he did this. And I think what separates this from the other is that this feels, it's heavily influenced by Conjuring. It's heavily influenced yeah. by Insidious. Yeah. Like, not even just, like, thematically, but, like, visually. And... Annabelle, the first one, even though the first Annabelle was directed by John Leonetti, who was the DP on Conjuring. Okay. Um, but he just didn't bring any of the like the really methodical shots that like Juan loves. The like the, there's a, that huge the pan in the house when they first get it. Yeah. And the, the orphanage here. That shot is the same shot from Conjuring. There's a shot in the Conjuring when they yeah. get the house. It's almost it's a, the same. It's a good establishing so, shot. So like yeah, uh, I feel like Sandberg. I think my initial tweet after seeing this movie was. Uh, Annabelle creation isn't groundbreaking. It doesn't break any new ground, but it colors within the lines perfectly. Like it does, it tells this story, yeah. this like movie that we've all seen a hundred times. It does that so fucking well. Yeah. You know, so quick, I'll run to the synopsis super quick. Uh, family farm somewhere in the thirties, I guess sometime in the thirties, maybe they have a daughter. She unfortunately gets hit by a car and dies. Jumps 12 years later. It's quite a little prologue, though, or like yeah, the beginning. Yeah, takes a minute to get there. He also makes dolls. Yeah. And uh, cut to 12 years later, I believe it is, that uh, the husband and wife have agreed to let a nun and like f- six girls, yeah, five or six girls stay, kind of like an orphanage sort of situation, more like giving them a chance to like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there was ever a plan to be like, They'll be adapted one day. It's more like we're just taking these we children. We just need a on. place to stay. Yeah. And there's a room, and the girl's room, the one who died, like no one's allowed to go in there. One of the girls has polio, so she's a leg brace and needs assistance getting around. And uh, they do a little snooping, and they find this terrifying doll, the Annabelle doll. And shortly after finding it, specifically the girl with the polio leg, but also her friend, kind of her starts- friend who's the girl from Ouija too. If you remember. Oh, was it? No, I didn't realize that. Girl. Oh man, yeah. that was great. That girl's like this, a new horror icon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, crazy shit started happening, and we'll get into the details of that. But this movie did something that when watching it, I'm like, man, this is so hard to do right, and they're doing it so well. So, movies that star kids is hard. Even like Strangers Things, which I know is a TV show, not a movie. You know, like groups of kids. I kind of just sometimes just like, oh, God, kids. You know? <laughs> Among the living. You're like, kill these kids I know, already. fucking get rid of them. <laughs> what they did beautifully with this movie is, in order to, first of all, once these kids get to this house, they're staying there and all the mysteries of this room and this Annabelle doll, like in order to unlock it properly, like you think like, okay, they're staying in a house and the ground rules have been laid. A lot of the story that comes out of it and a lot of the great scares and lot scenes come out of like the the specific one girl i forget her name the one with the poli with poli janice girl. janice like exploring and going in the house where she's not supposed to yeah but they this movie is so good at portraying 
children's natu- natural curiosity sure. and also their, I guess, pension for, you know, be- being scared easily or, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just, it just fit that so well where like when she wakes in the middle of the night, the first or second night and kind of like wanders out and see the bedroom door that's supposed to be locked isn't and wanders in the whole time. I'm just like, yes, yes. A kid would do this. Yes. Yeah. She's walking in there. Yes. She's playing with her toys. Yes. That door just open. Yes. She's looking in. Yes. She sees the doll. Yes. She's looking out the window. Holy fucking shit. What's that's behind her. Yes. She's running the fuck out. It's just like, but like at no point am I like, why are you doing this kid? Where if it was an adult, here's, here's what I'm getting at. If it was an adult and there's plenty of stuff later with the, with the father and the, and the uh and the and the nun to be you're kind of like what are you doing why are you going in there what are you why are you doing that but for kids it works so well effectively for this but no point you ever questioning why are the children doing this when they're playing hide and seek and the girl goes under the stairs and she sees the down holy shit that's so fucking scary demon yeah yeah so my favorite thing about this i think i joked a lot about the first movie when it came out when i did a review on this podcast i'm sure Uh where i just laughed because i'm like they made a whole movie an origin story for this doll where the doll still has like the doll isn't possessed like the doll isn't like a chucky where it's like turning its head or like running around and saying shit the doll which i thought which i didn't remember this in the opening scene of the conjuring do you remember the opening scene of the conjuring i don't it is it's annabelle it's it's the it's the girls these nurses these women nurses who are like yeah like we found this this doll and like it's scary shit's happening and like we just want to help you all this stuff and then like the, the the warrens tell them Oh, so this doll is a conduit for a demon. Yes. It's not, it's not possessed. You're possessed. <laughs> like, this thing is possessing you, and this doll is just a conduit for that. Yeah. So the fact that they turn, you know, the fact that this movie exists, you can be like, oh, this is like such a cash in. Like, mm-hmm. the doll's not even part of it. That's what I thought. Of, that's, that's exactly what Annabelle is, the first movie. Yeah. It's just like a cash in where they're like, they didn't really think of anything. Mm-hmm. Where in this one, the doll, I still love that the doll doesn't do anything. The doll's. Dude. The, the, yes, but the doll's movements are implied. Yeah, and that's and what's so hor- scary. Yeah, the, like the scene where it's just like in, you can see it in the closet still. Yeah, and it's like the camera's like away from it, yeah. and like she keeps like it keeps opening. Yeah, yeah. like the, the way they use it is brilliant. In this the one. one scene where yeah. she uh she has a little cap gun. Yeah, and the she ball sh- and that, she, like, yeah, she and she and, back and, in. and she shoots at an accident and hits Annabelle's head, so kind of like turns. And they say some stuff or like this, and they look back, and Annabelle is now turned Fully back, looking turned, at them. Yeah. It's just the whole fucking place <laughs> just gasped. Like, yeah. oh. oh, the theater experience for me was awesome. Yeah, it's Everyone, so. Oh, oh my, were my thing was like that was fine for my theater experience. Yeah. Like people were screaming and, and like, someone, oh shit, what's up? Someone but, yells some dumb shit after. Or what? No, 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 no. It was more like there's people in there who were talking. In between that stuff, because like a good horror movie, like it has like you know Lulls, the, the yeah. first two two acts is like ups and downs, and those downs are kind of like okay, we gotta like cool Everyone's down like, until yeah. yeah. But these people just be like talking, and it wasn't even like I wonder what's gonna happen next. Yeah, nachos. Yeah, and I want popcorn too. Yeah, go get it. You know, like the kid in front of me kept checking his phone. I would. It's just like come on. If I were with you, dude. Regardless, I, I would have either moved uh, or yelled at some people. But then the last, you know, last act of this movie is like nonstop scares and action. The barn so scene. There's a whole oh, thing with so the good. scarecrow that I had to look up and make sure I didn't miss anything in other movies. I was like, that's an awesome fucking character. Yeah, like, whatever I think there's going to be a scarecrow. There'll probably be another. There's probably going to be a scarecrow movie eventually. Yeah. Uh, there's, did you, I'm sure you caught the not so sly nod to the future nun movie. That one yes. scene. Yes. So like, Who's you know what? Yeah. I thought we've remember. Compl- remember a nun pushed her into the uh, in the barn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. That was so that scary. That scene's fucked up too. That was so scary. This movie's great. Yeah, it's I really good. I'm, like, like, I'm getting excited yeah, talking about it. Let's think about, man, so many good sequences. It's yeah. great sequences. It did a great job of introducing see, yeah. introducing why this doll is evil. It used the same 
logic that they used in um, Insidious. Yeah. They seem the same logic that they've it's used. It's very similar in to the This conjuring. idea of like for some reason something has become, like I said, a conduit. So these these demons are like in the vicinity and, it, and oh man, the part where she sees the um the dead uh, uh, daughter, like they kind of see her ghost going around, and she's like, oh, "I need you to help Turns me." She's around, like, "What do yeah. you need to help you? What do you need?" He's like, "Your soul." I was like, "Holy fuck!" Did you shit. freak? Like, yeah, the hand dude. Grows? And then the eyes and stuff. Like, dude, oh man, it is. I, I'm 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 smiling ear to ear right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm oh, so excited. Excellent, to talk about excellent this movie. movie. Yeah, this is what I think. This is a Blumhouse, right? No, it's not. What is it? Warner Warner Brothers does oh, wow. Conjuring on their own. What they figured out in horror movies, I'm sure we're gonna get sick of this soon, but they fucking figured out the perfect way to make a sequel to something that doesn't do well. I'll put sequel in quotes. So for as long as movies have been around, only movies that get sequels are successful movies. And if a movie sucks, you don't do a sequel. And also sequels usually suck compared to like a good movie. Just the paradox of sequels, right? They're almost always bad. Yeah. This, first of all, I know these are prequels, but this is the first part of the loophole they found where they've been like, if we make a movie that takes before our okay performing movie, <laughs> then our well performing but hated movie. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Then what the good news is is two things. One, we don't have to worry about people seeing the one that came out chronologically before it because it's before the story wise it's before it. So doesn't matter. With this movie, I think I've seen Annabelle, but if I haven't, who cares? But I know enough about it to be like I was watching, being like, you need to know nothing about Annabelle no. or Conjuring to enjoy this. It's movie. just a very nothing. effective little horror movie. Here's another reason why it's going to be really big in horror because horror movies are the only movies that you can sell on premise. Right. Everything else, comedies, actions, dramas, they need stars and need to be linked to like some sort of like book or property or historical event. Horror movies are the only ones that like the premise of the movie is enough to sell it. Right. So when horror movies don't do well or at least don't aren't like really like fan favorites to make a lot of money. I think it's almost like now they realize, okay, whatever movie we made didn't do that well, so why don't we just try that premise again as a prequel? And like Ouija. do it better. Take Ouija, for instance. Yeah. Ouija comes out and it's like, what a stupid idea for a movie. And the movie fucking sucks. So they're like, well, Ouija boards are still scary. We can make a good Ouija movie. Let's try it again. Make it the prequel. Give it, a, give it to a guy who people like, like yeah. Mike Flanagan. Yeah. And the fact, well, I think Lights Out, I think the, the logic here was Lights Out was huge. People, I think people like it, generally speaking. Oh, Mainstream audiences like liked it. Shit. It made a fuck ton of money. Yeah. So I think they were thinking the same thing. They're like, we'll get, that's their Mike Flanagan. We'll take this guy. Yeah. We'll let him do it. I um, bet Oculus he, gets it. Does Oculus have a prequel? I bet no, it does. Oh, I hope it gets one. Will, and I hope it's completely different from the regular one. Because the first one, because that movie fucking sucks. You are one, crazy. It's another one I turn off in the middle of it. I love Oculus. Fucking Oculus fucking sucks. Uh, Oculus rules. Don't listen to Joe. Yeah. Um, what else I love about Annabelle Creation? I don't know. <sighs> I wrote down notes. I feel I uh, just, all practical. All practical. Oh yeah, the, or, or, yeah, mostly or at least practical. The, uh, according to Bloody Disgusting. Oh yeah, but the, but the yeah. final client, the final like uh, sequences was all practical. The the nun thing though. So I'm gonna talk about that for a second. I've shit on cinematic universes all the time. Yeah, they're so bad. They're such a dumb idea. Was like but I thought while it was a scene that could have been excised from the movie and nothing changes and it's totally not an important scene. Yeah. I thought it was almost elegantly handled because it was like they got a scare out of it. Yeah. And it set up a movie that I'm excited about now. Like also, I don't know if you say after the credits, there's a post credit. Of course not. There's a nun thing. What happened? It's just a shot of the nun. Like doing what? Just you're panning towards it and then kind of the jumps and it's over. What was the, uh, what was the the context of it? It's the house? There wasn't any context. Yeah. It was just, just a shot of a nun in a hallway. What hallway? I don't know. Oh. Unnamed hallway. Um, (sighs) So yeah, that scene, the basically the scene where they spoiler alert, I guess, the scene where they reveal 
they do the little nun tease. It's just like the nun who lives in the house, uh, who moved in the house, is talking to the owner of the house. Yeah, she's with the uh, she's with the uh, and orphans. they're looking at a photo. Of, she's just putting out her stuff. She, yeah, and he like sees a photo of her and all her other sisters in like Romania. Yeah, and then he's like, "Who's this one?" And he like tilts the camera or the photo and you can like then you see a glimpse of the, that scary nun she's like in the shadows yeah and she goes i don't remember her be- i don't remember that person yeah. in that picture and then that's, that, that's it so like it's a very throw it's a throwaway line but that is all the cinema like that's a that's a to me i wasn't like annoyed by that i was like i kind of like because do you think every audience member who saw that movie knew that the nun is a is a sequel that's coming so, no. but i think also in the, in the way that the movie goes, if you didn't know, you could just be like, oh, there's foreshadowing what we're going to see yeah, later. Yeah, something later. Which it kind of did. Yeah. Well, um, there was a scene where um, the girl with polio, she's out in, during the day in her wheelchair. The nun is pushing her around, like a regular and nun. And she's like, she's like, oh, I'll be right back. I got to go get something. So it's gone for like 10 seconds. And then we see like, from our perspective, like a nun pushing the wheelchair again, but like quickly. And she's like, whoa, why are you going so fast? Why are you going so fast? And she looks at the handles and it's like old lady, like decrepit hands, but still like a no, we don't see the face, but it looks like it's clearly like someone in a nun outfit, like running really fast and almost like pushes her at the barn. And then she goes in the barn and then the door shuts and then it's fucking, it gets fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's oh, yeah, the little girl was there just crawling after Holy fuck. That oh, was so also scary. Like, what happens to the mom of the house? Yeah, I don't want to say it. That but end, like, holy it's shit, fucking crazy. That's insane. It's so good. Um, so I was gonna say, I initially said I didn't think it was. Too, besides a couple pretty gory moments, it's pretty not R-rated. Like it's yeah. just like scary on its own. Right? It should be. I think it's R because it's just fucking scary. Yeah. I, even though it wasn't a lot of gore, like I don't. I mean, I think a, under eighteen, this might fucking affect you. Yeah, I'm trying to think if like the new, if like this, if creation like retcons shit from Annabelle, and it's like. The husband in Annabelle buys his wife the doll because in the in the in, the, in Annabelle, Annabelle yeah. just Annabelle, he buys his wife the doll because she she's a collector and it's like this is this completes the set yeah and the story the way it gets possessed is it bleeds on her right yeah their neighbors get robbed or no not robbed their neighbors get murdered mm-hmm. by. But on the, it's very it's so poorly this one's so poorly directed like on the TV is like newsreels about the Charles Manson cult and then it's like those people like the cult like people from that type of cult come in kill the parents the neighbors hear it the neighbors being the ones uh, who have the doll yeah. and the next thing we know those murderers are in the, the house with the doll and she's like I like your doll and she like takes it and uh the the woman who's pregnant gets stabbed by the guy, mm. and then the police end up showing up and killing them. But the lady slits her own throat, and the blood drops into the eye of the doll. She like, she's you can tell she did it on purpose. She grabbed the doll, she's like holding it, and then she cuts her throat, and blood gets in the eye, and that's kind of how they explain the origin of Annabelle. Yeah, no. Um, and I'm that's like not quite yeah, how it works because that doesn't have anything to do with the story of the actual animal like because they do a they do a character name change to make it work so to, basically what i'm saying is the way annabelle creation ends the uh, annabelle creation it's ends, hard to connect to annabelle they tried very hard to connect. It's, pretty it, it's, it's a stupid like two minute tag on yeah but basically the end of annabelle creation is the opening scene of annabelle and they really bent over backwards to try and make it fit yeah they but did. i would have i think most people would have preferred if they just pretended like annabelle didn't happen 
and just let this movie be the one, the prequel, because it fucking rules. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I don't think the ending like ruins it. It's just like, yeah, it's kind of a dumb thing they did to try and make it work. Um. Yeah, I don't think. It but really it doesn't. Like, it doesn't make any sense. The way I just described, I'm like, they just gave you two different origins yeah, two for the same endings, doll. Yeah. But I guess are they saying the doll is like had was stagnant for twelve years and now it just got reinvigorated again? Maybe. Probably. I don't know. They'll try and maybe. They'll, I mean. Considering how successful this movie was, yeah, it made they're definitely making another one. So it made thirty five million this weekend. Annabelle Rise. Annabelle Creation made thirty five million domestic and thirty five foreign. So it's already at seventy. Its budget was fifteen. So it's just making money. Cha-ching. The budget Annabelle on the first one was even year. less, and it made even more opening oh, weekend. Really? It made two million more. But the f- uh, sequels lately have been opening way under the other, like the previous ones, huh. and this one was just on par, which is good. Nice. Um, so Annabelle Creation is a hit. It will. I think it'll have legs because I think the word of mouth is incredible on it. Yeah, uh, I've seen a few people, including our guest last week, Scott Wampler, just shitting all over it, like, saying like it, it was just like, just jumps, like complaining about the frequency of jump scares. I'm like, ridiculous. what do you want from a horror movie? And I'm feeling that jump scares are really, um, they're, uh, you know, why they're like uh, cheap. I exactly. they're all they're or, earned. Or, yeah. Every jump scare is earned. There's a yeah. couple that are like the fake out where it's like a guy, you know, the guy's just like going up to the kid and you get scared for a second. Yeah. But like though. They're all the most of the big scares are genuinely earned and like very scary. And you get they get a lot of mileage out of just like being like scared or like being like somewhere in the the house and kind of being turned around and then just like open a room or a drawer or something and there's the doll just sitting there. I mean, there's a sequence where the one girl takes the doll and throws it in a well, and then the next day, oh, like they yeah. come back to the house and the doll's there. It's just like oh fuck, this is crazy. And just I can't speak highly enough of like. I want to say the visual language of the movie. Yeah. Like it's uh, the director uses like dark spaces and lighting so well. Yes. And like f- the forced perspective, like where you like are looking on the screen, like forcing you to look at a certain spot. He is. Yes. The framing of the framing shots. of. Yeah. It's, it's just such a well made competent horror movie. And you, yes, he is imitating James Wan. And like, it is. No, kind I don't of, think so. I mean, those movies, I mean, it, it, it references the style of the movies James has made, but it doesn't necessarily mean okay, it's I like, think that's fair. it would have been more off putting if he didn't. Yeah. It, it very comfortably sits among the conjuring and I haven't rewatched Certainly. conjuring too, but I liked it when I saw it and I will. That was the it. Enfield estate. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it was good. Holy shit. It was like that an epic. Good. Oh, it's, it's like a two hour, 20 minute movie. Oh, I, I love remember. that movie. Yeah. Um, Annabelle Creation. I fully fucking endorse it. This yeah, is me my too. favorite studio horror movie in a long time. Definitely, I can't really definitely think this year. Of a, one, like, I liked Insidious 3 a lot, probably since then. When did that come out? Two probably like ago? two or three years ago now. Yeah, Annabelle Creation is like, uh, it's really great. Um, yeah, yeah, so eagerly anticipating The Nun, eagerly anticipating yeah. Conjuring 3. And Conjuring three? Yeah. Oh yeah, we have. So that's also and happening. Insidious three. Yeah, Insidious three, yeah. four is also happening. Yep. And, of course uh, they're happening. The only thing's making money. And the Crooked Man is another spinoff of Conjuring from the second one. There was oh another, yes, yeah, yes, yes. That's another one. Oh nice. And James Wan, I just read in an interview, said like he already has an idea for the Nun two. Like that he's the way. There's this really good article on THR that came out I think on Sunday uh-huh. where he just describes like. The way I think about universes is like basically better than like Marvel, like because like I really I really do have this planned out to like I have this set up for the first movie, but I have a really good setup for the second movie if, if huh. it were to happen. So the Nun, I would expect the Nun too. Um, I don't think Juan will have time to direct Conjuring Three though because he's mm-hmm. doing Aquaman and oh, yeah. <laughs> I literally saw a headline that was like they're having problems because shooting with water is difficult. Yeah. Like, did you not think Why? about is that? It, ahead oh, of time? cameras don't work underwater. We don't know yeah, what to do. We, uh, everyone go home. We, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, 
Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. I mean, did anyone else in the in the pod averse see Annabelle Creation? Yeah, Megan. Did you see it? Did you see Atomic Blonde? Uh, Megan Baker, I think, sure. listener, mm-hmm. did a Twitter poll where she was like, "Should I see Atomic Blonde or no. Annabelle Creation?" And I voted for Annabelle, and everyone else voted for Atomic. And I was like, "You have Whoops. to listen to me." Yeah, blow like, it. Yeah, Atomic. I don't know. Maybe she liked it. You know Tell me know, if you, you like that. Don't ask your idiot friends. They're, they're, they're <laughs> I didn't like that movie, but everyone I know did. So yeah. maybe I'm maybe I I'm will definitely never see it. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hit us up and listen to that animal. Thanks for listening. Uh, Sorry this episode was a few hours late. Yeah. Uh, and 24 please, to be exact. Yeah, go see Annabelle Creation. It's excellent. Support independent. I'm just kidding. Good Support cheese. studio filmmaking. There it is. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I don't want to live my life again. I don't want to be buried in a bed cemetery. Dance, I curse these days And at night when the wolves cry